So guys, welcome to episode 21 of the Coffee with Sam podcast. Tonight is a Friday night special, so some drinks are flowing and the conversation keeps coming. This episode is brought to you by idareyouclothing.com with a U, idareyouclothing.com. And today's guest is wakeboarder and extreme sports MCer um, and alcohol connoisseur um, Dan Williams. Tonight's episode has a 18 warning on it, guys. So a 18 years of age warning because there is some adult language and adult content discussed in this podcast. So welcome to the show, Dan Williams. What's up, Dan, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the Coffee Sound Podcast. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time um, and coming on with us. I'm excited to talk to you. Good, you? Not bad. My girlfriend's a makeup artist, so she's got this fuck off light. Oh, mate, you're making me look. I've got a homemade one. <laughs> I made it out of a little light thing. Oh, mate, great, great minds. Cheers. How do you turn a up? There you go. No? Uh, top right. There you go. That's better. Can it speak? Hello. Yeah, perfect. Um, how do I know that? Up to you, mate. What kind of hair transplant that? Oh, wow. Hmm. I was bald. I'll get a hat. Some people can rock it, though. Yeah, well, like, mate, I used to have hair down to my shoulders. And then the doctor's eye got stressed out. I was like, fuck, I don't think I've ever been stressed in my life. <laughs> What, so they're trying to say that's the reason why? It was yeah, that's they said, if, if, well, you can see the areas I've had done. So they were like, yeah, it's all due to stress. I was like, I don't really have much to be stressed about, apart from losing my job. <laughs> how long, how long is, how many times you've got to have that done again, or? Yeah, that's it. 30 year guarantee. And more will grow back, or like, what? Yeah, so that, that was completely bald. So they've taken 2,800 hairs out of the back. And then whacked him in the front. Just, it was a long day. Oh, wow. What, all in one day? Six hours. Jeez. Yeah. I'm good, I'm, good at, I'm good at talking, but speaking to a Turkish lady from Fatima for six hours was fucking hard work. Well, I suppose, yeah, we haven't even got into your job yet, but with your job, you've got to be good at talking. <laughs> good at talking. Have a good head of hair, yeah. <laughs> what do they have to do then? How, 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 let's talk about hair transplant. How do they even do that? Okay. So individually, they take their hairs out the back, one by one, yeah, with tweezers, put them in to a saline dish where they harvest for two hours, and then they put them in packs of 100, and then flip you over, it has 32 injections in the front of the head to numb it up, and then they make incisions, like tiny, tiny cups, and then put the hair in, and then it grows. Man, the stuff we can do these days is just incredible, <laughs> like that is mad. If you'd have said that like 10 to 15 years ago, someone have said, no chance. No, no chance. Well, I meant to go to Turkey and get it done. And the guy here was like, if you put loads of stuff on your Instagram, it'll do two grand. I was like, all right. Everyone's going to keep going to Turkey to get their teeth done, don't they? They get in the nears. I, I must apologize. I am on the gin and tonics. I'm trying to watch, uh, watch the calorie intake. I did just have two varieties though. I was about to say, you just definitely put a beer up. 
Might as well have big ones. Like yeah, well, if you're going to be truthful, I'm going to be truthful. It's not a Murray. It's a cause like a fa- oh. <laughs> you're, living, you're living a lie. Going for that light beer. Yeah, calorie intake. Um, so where are, you, where are you based? You're in? Birmingham. Birmingham. Whereabouts in Birmingham? Smack bang in the middle. Right, We live right by the airport. You might hear the planes at some point. <laughs> Only place I've lived in Stenberg. I stayed at the, near the casino out of town for a stag a couple of years ago, and then we went to Brewdog. And yeah. what's the main trip in Birmingham called? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It was yeah. We were like we went there for three minutes. We were like something street. Oh, oh um, yeah, um, Broad Street. Yeah, we went there. and We were like we're too old for this. Yeah, <laughs> Broad Street. The casino might have been the Genting. It was exactly that. We stayed directly after that, which was dangerous. So I, can, I can see that from my house. Oh, fucking hell, right. Yes, we yeah. were on... I can't remember what the place was called, but yeah, it was right on the corner. Gin and tonic. Whew. It was £12.99 for a bottle of Gordon's. That's pretty good going. No, that's a no bra- Is it pink gin, though? It, mm. Oh, It's almost as good as drinking cores on me. No, but <laughs> no, more the taste, mate. I'm not going for the, the, the it's the taste of pink gin is just mm. well she put she put champagne and lemonade in it and I was like, I've got yoga in the morning. I was like, that's not gonna fucking happen. Well, yeah, mixing cha- I like your missus, I've never met her yet. <laughs> she's there to party. <laughs> well, she's upstairs pampering herself, so yeah. Well, yeah. well, that was one interesting for a beginning anyway. So if you if you're happy, I would definitely use most of that. I have to give you spiel, but I am yeah, yeah. You. Oh, I am videoing you, and I am keeping the audio. I will try and edit whatever I can. Um, but you're saying yes that I'm allowed to use the video and the audio. You can use the video, so whatever I want to use it for. Exactly. Perfect. That's that's something I have to do to be able to go on Apple Podcasts. You have to do like is that true? A spiel, yeah. So they can't. So just so you can't come back and sue me and ugh, all that stuff. I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I've got time. <laughs> I have got time. I've got a job. So how many how many viewers are you getting on your podcast? Like, are people tuning in? And it all depends. So that's why I wanted to change it. Like, my life is going away from cheer. So the reason why I wanted I started for cheer. Some of them have had three, four hundred views. Some of them have had fourteen views. Um, but I just really love talking to people. I've <laughs> proper enjoyed it. Um, but I want to try and come away from it and start doing like speaking to MMA, speaking to boxing, speaking to yeah, just yeah. everything. Um, so as soon as we didn't get a chance to meet up, I was like, well, this is the perfect scope to talk about weightboarding, um, yeah. tying with the clothing brand, but then also it's just an excuse to just chat for forty minutes. Have a chat. Um, yeah. Far away. Huh? Far away. Yeah. Um, so your sport, did you ever compete massively at weightboarding? Like or was it a hobby or um it when I started it was it wasn't what it is today. It was a handful of people that were were names in the sport. Um but you know, I was young, I was eight and you idolised these blokes with the long hair and the you know, fucking gnarly all that shit. <laughs> I just I hadn't come from that, you know. I was a little fucking little grommet they used to call me, just wiping the shit off the, the boat covers just to get to ride. Like I couldn't afford to do it. It's twenty eight quid for fifteen minutes, so like, it's not cheap. You spend half that in the water. Um, but yeah, I competed. 
until about 16. But then the, the, as soon as you get over 16, you, you're competing against the pro men's. I was like, there's no fun in this anymore. I, I, I don't ride half as much as you used to. I've, I've got into presenting and stuff. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's the problem with a lot of sports. You, you speak to a lot of, like, even Olympians, they haven't enjoyed it once they get there. Yeah, so fun goes from it. And it's just so intense. It's the competitive level. It's like even in rugby, I played a decent level of rugby, but as soon as you start getting too good, half of rugby is going out and getting on the piss. But if you're playing at a good enough level, it's like, oh, you can't do that. You've got, you know, you've got to be conditioning. It's like, I don't really want to be doing that. I just want to play and get leathered. Yeah. That's, 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 I was saying with cheer, like 10 years in, I was literally, I, I retired last year and I was so happy. I was like, I'm done. I am done with that. Being so, having drink bans before, got like four weeks before the world championships and having to go to bed early and then be in the gym when we're not cheering. And I was like, I'm just, yeah. I'm done with it. Like, I'm happy to just, it's, yeah, it's, some people say, oh, you're very unhealthy now, but it's, it's not. I was, I was the other way before. I was so obsessed with... Yeah, it's with almost that. an addiction, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the problem when you, when you get to a high level. That's, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, um, yeah. So do you still ride now, like, for fun, though? You've still got the fun? Yeah, yeah still ride. So, um, so there's two main elements of wakeboarding. There's boat, which is old school, um, and then there's cable. Uh, so they're called the cable racks, um, and we call well, the boat boys because boats are a lot more expensive. So everyone thinks we're like wanky mop, wanna skiers and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, but then the cable is a lot more sort of um, park-based, so it's a lot more like snowboarding at park. You've, you've got your obstacles and stuff where boats more doing tricks off the wake, etc. Um, yeah, did a lot of coaching when I was in Australia. Um, it's, a, it's a cracking sport, but it's just, it's struggling to, you know, you've got kids now coming up who are so gymnastically talented. There's two blokes called the Ryan, Pe Ryan and Liam Peacock. They're from a trampoline background. Mate, you put them in any extreme sport and they just know what to do. And it's just because their aerial awareness, they're just so incredibly aware of where their body needs to be on a spin. Like they're 16, 17, they've got their own clothing line and stuff like that. It's like, that's that's same with parkour. So I was in a free run when it first came out, when it was first a thing. And it makes parkour. me feel, feel really old. <laughs> like that I was around when it first came to the UK and it was big. Yeah, I think to, I, I would not want to be a little kid trying to get into a sport like that because you've got some people just stat, a standard is a double back now or yeah. a full twisting back out like same with the weightboarding. They probably there's no it's not like oh well done you did a single it's did you do a double yeah. or did you do a double with a twist? You grab it. <laughs> parkour, mate. Like I, I remember growing up, but like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're going to do parkour. What we're really doing is just jumping on things. <laughs> Like there's a like the gymnastic element behind that as well, which you I'm sure you are good at due to cheer, but taking that to the street and you must have thought, God, I'm the bollocks. <laughs> yeah, just jump from a curb to a curb and you're like, I got yeah, just grabbing your foot. Boom. And now you've got dudes just throwing round off double backs on concrete and you're like, no, yeah, not. How did you get into cheer? How you get into cheer then? Obviously, that's for a, for a bloke, it's quite a. So yeah. I went from a uh, trampolining background. Competed nice nationally, trampolining and double mini tramp. I went from that, um, and we're literally just, there was a girl from Cheer who was like, oh, we want to do a co-ed team, which is boy and girl. Let's go. The, my best mate went, and I was like, that's so gay, man. I was like, I ain't doing yeah. that. And he come back and told me what he was doing, and I was like, nah, no chance. And then yeah. I was like, 
actually, I want to give this a go. And I actually had an ex-girlfriend who I was like, I want to make her feel jealous that I'm in a gym full of girls. <laughs> so, so I went to this gym like just to, just to make her jealous and then just literally fell in love with it. And that was 12 years ago. Found my fiance. <laughs> as soon as I walked in the gym, I was like, I'm going to get with her. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just literally had a go at the sport and I say, yeah, that's are it. You so, still, are you still as, obviously getting to the level we got to, there must have been a little bit more of a skill there. You must have a slight gift for that kind of thing. Obviously, to, to compete at the World Championship, you, you can't have just learned to do it. You must have had that initial ability to, to go out there. Well, I, had the, I obviously had the flipping ability of a trampolining, yeah. but that never came to me naturally. It was a joke between me and my best mate. He naturally could just do flips. I had to really think about what I was doing all the time. Like he could joke around just throwing doubles, triples. He could throw a quad if he fancied just for the fun of it. Yeah, on a trampoline, like a quad front or quad back or with twists. And he'd be like, he'd land it wrong and be like, ha, ha, ha. I'd have to, I'm going to do a double. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd have to really think about it. Yeah. Um, so then moving that to floor was real hard for me. But the best thing with cheer is if you're good at the stunting aspect, so you're strong, you get people above your head, that stuff, you don't have to be good at the flipping. Yeah, um, okay. So it's very it's good. Kind of like you've got your floor people, your strength people, you girls that love to be thrown up in the air. Yes, yeah, so you can have all around us, but you can also have people who are stronger at other disciplines. So sometimes you'll have a tumbler who just tumbles. They don't do any stunting in the routine whatsoever. They'll just flip around for the whole two and a half minutes. And is that what's done, two and a half minutes? Just that one song? Yeah, two and a half minutes. Why it's, it's, a mix of, it's a mix of tracks. What's your go-to cheer song? Do uh, you have music made? So at World Championships, you can't use any tracks. You have to have music made by a producer. Oh, right. And they produce the music and they have lyrics that go with your music and lyrics that go with your team. And Where's the world? Uh, Florida, every year. And is there funding behind? No, same with whiteboarding, man. <laughs> you end up with like trainers or bags yeah, from like the big American yeah. companies, but I'm like, bro, I, I, I'm not poor. I can have trainers. I need paying for my trip that's going to cost me two and a half grand. Yeah. Um, but again, obviously, cheer in the UK isn't as big as America. It's just like, how, how does America compare being the American football and that they've they're fucking they're thoroughbreds now. Would you agree, or was it different? Yeah, we still are far behind, but we uh, Team England actually won Worlds. Um, okay. Team England have won in nearly. I think they've got one category they haven't won Worlds in now. Um, so we're making a stamp for ourselves. But I lived out there and competed on an American team, and it's complete. Just the level is like you expect. Yeah. Um, a lot more over here it would be classed as abuse. They <laughs> um, <laughs> just just drill. It's like Russian kids and, and pole vault. Just yeah. Drilling. That yeah. It was. We were training from. We we'd get like a three hour drive to the gym, and then we would train from like six. And then if they weren't happy, you wouldn't leave until they were happy. So twelve, twelve thirty. Then you got another three hour drive home. And these guys would make a, obviously you can't really make a career in cheer here, but over there you'd, you'd be part of the Miami Dolphins cheer squad, and that that would be no. Really so cool. yeah, we don't actually cheer for teams. So okay. cheers that, cheer that you cheer for a team is your pom-pom, go Dolphins. Cheer I did is all-star cheer, so there's no cheer. You don't do a cheer, there's no chant. It's literally two and a half minutes of full-out acrobatics. 
Just flipping, throwing, catching, holding people in the air, a bit more flipping, and about two eight counts of dance. That's about it. And how many? How many in a team? Uh, twenty-four at Worlds, but in England, like nationals and stuff, you can have up to thirty-two on a floor. And has it got a following in the UK? Yeah, it's getting a lot bigger, a lot bigger. When, when I first when I first started, you'd have two to three boys on a team, and this is not me. Like people, people know me, and that's not me being stereotypical. Half of those would be very feminine boys. Yeah, I know. Now, when I was on the last team I was on, you'd have half the team, so twelve boys, and a couple of feminine type ones. Like it was, it, was, it started to become like a, well, I'm strong to do this. Like we need yeah. strong boys. So it's grown. Like the eleven years I've been in it, it's just gone. Um, so when you first started, was it quite? You look, you know, I did cheer as a as a straight male. Was, would you say that was something that wasn't so much of a thing then? But is there oh yeah, I, yeah, so much all the time, all the time. Get, I obviously fit in very well because I can act very feminine if I want to, and we all can. If we, <laughs> hey, uh, especially, especially you know when I was in America, that was different because especially I was in California, so they are very out there, very out there. The Americans in general. <laughs> yeah, 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 I suppose, yeah, definitely. Um, but in the in the UK, it's um it getting reloaded with my drink. Oh nice. Nice. Champagne as well. Yeah, what are you putting in there then? What are you putting in there? Gin tonic and raspberry. Oh you just not put any bottles in it. So the people listening, if you're not watching this and you're listening, then uh, Dan's getting his drink refueled by his missus. Prosecco. Oh, it's Prosecco. I'm... God. Yeah, okay. Champagne, you trying to pretend to be a snob? Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> Prosecco. Uh, so, with, with weightboarding, is there much that goes on outside of the actual just getting on the water? Because obviously, you speak to like skateboarders, snowboarders, uh, all that extreme sports and it's more like you just do the sport you get yeah. stuck doing the sport what like the social aspect the, the camaraderie between people or... well no is there is there do you have to train outside off the water is there a lot of strength training that sort uh, of thing? to be fair it's quite odd like if you survive you'd wake up the next day and i'm sure if i was to do cheer and you'd be like i didn't realize i had muscles here yeah because you're getting pulled one direction all the time, so your whole body's twisting, your whole body's getting pulled realistically by a 28 year old. 28, 28 year old? By a 28 year <laughs> What, <laughs> what yeah. weight have you been doing, Dan? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you know, it's hard, it, it's physically draining, like, and you don't realize the cardiovascular element of it as well, like edging out and, and jumping. And if you fall in, you've got a long swim to get to the, the shore if you're providing cable. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of trampoline training as well. Like, if you're a good weightboarder, you know how to throw a flip on trampoline. Thank you. Does it look that service? Cheers. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, it, to take it seriously. So there's a handful of people that everyone knows in the weightboard world, and they're the pro men. But then again, there's a nine-year-old bloke coming up, bloke, and he's already doing stuff that some of the prime men are doing but not you know he's not grabbing it or it's not got the style but you just look at this kid like your kahunas are 
Yeah, the ki kids coming through these days, it's like watching, um, so I had somebody send me a video who wants to be part of the clothing brand. And okay. like 15, banging a double back on scooter. I remember watching someone do that about uh, Brad, Bradley. Okay, there's a little lad called Charlie Dyson, who's in Britain's Got Talent. He's a Brummie, actually. Um, I met him at a... Do you remember Beyblades? The, yeah. the tour? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was presenting for them, doing the UK tour for Hasbro. I was there doing... Little, and he was like one of our ambassadors. An ambassador, he's eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> ambassador for a toy. Yeah, like, I remember when I was... Oof, what the hell? Probably... 15 years ago and at a skate park and a kid did a double back into a foam pit and it was the biggest thing the whole skate park just went like mad and now this kid's just 15 and he's sending me a video and he can ride dirt as well on the hardtail and i'm like you normally stick to one discipline not been able to yeah, just yeah. smash them both <laughs> it's just so, like kids, kids are just like mate I, I, I was in i was on the south bank today and you know the, do you know this big skate park under there I saw your video. I saw your video on Instagram, but no, I haven't seen it. No, I bet uh, people in London know. No, I'm, I'm going there thinking, you've got all these little kids, little shredders that are there with like, um, you know, shoelaces as belts, big like thrashish t-shirts. I'm like, you could be out causing trouble and being a nightmare, but you're choosing to do this. And that's why I believe in the next, the, the kids coming up, that they, they are taken to a sport. They are, all right, they're out, but they're not you know, smashing cars up, they they found something they're doing and they're enjoying it. I think that's class to see little kids just always... Yeah, we, we went into Birmingham to do a photo shoot for, um, for, for I Dare You and uh, there was some, a group of like 20 lads and we were like, what's going on over here? And it was on a quite a busy street and they just found this concrete bench and they were literally having a trick off. Jimmy. And it was the sickest thing to sit and watch because there was BMXers, skateboarders and they were all just on this one piece of apparatus in the street, just going for it. And do you know what you think? You see that in movies, you don't expect to see it like yeah, in the yeah. centre of Birmingham. And it was like, I'm going to stand there and watch this. Even though I've got stuff to do, I want to stand and watch this for a bit. Yeah, it's just good, you know. Mate, I think Charles biking something, I think, class. My mate's just started doing it again. He's really mates with Danny McCaskill, who's one of the Red Bull riders. And mate, they're like jumping nine foot with a bike, they're going upwards. Just, just I just crazy. literally, I watched, I watched a video today of Danny McCaskill, and it's a, uh, they took it off TikTok, so they've managed to get it on Instagram. And he's riding, and he slips off a wall and face plants the grass. So he gets it all wrong. But they were like, TikTok are not getting like getting away with this. So they're just they're posted it wherever they can post it. But I've never yeah. seen him go that wrong. Like he was literally just on a wall, not even thinking about it, and just goes and smashes his face on the grass. Yeah, but it's just again the bollocks that you must have to go. Like I could, if I manual off. A curl on a skateboard, I think I'm telling you all. <laughs> does, does riding, um, or do you ride, do you ride, Wake? Gordon, do you ride it? Do you, uh, yeah, you, yeah, ride. Oh, you, you smoke then, like you were gonna, like, proper put me down, like, no. well, no, I, I was trying to work out what you're like, how would you say, do you want to go for a wakeboard? Or so, normally, do you want to go jump on the water? Is normally, <laughs> so, so, like, can you? Does that easily transfer to skateboarding or is it completely different? We always say if, if someone comes, if I was coaching them, like, have you snowboarded? If, less is more in wakeboarding. If you do nothing and just hold the handle, your body will do it. But the first thing that people tend to do is when it pulls, is pull in. And you pull in, you fall back. So you've just got to sort of 
let the let your body get pulled up and then just slowly move up. Like it's it's a, it's a stunning sport. Like some of the videos. With your that. feet though, like with your feet, is it like skateboarding? Yeah, it's all foot. Yeah, I'd be no. But then again, way I'll be no good at get, all because you're not safe. I'm a skier. I'm a rollerblader skier. Get me on the snowboard, mate. I am on my ass. So we call them dicks uh, on dicks on sticks water skiers. <laughs> I wouldn't say water skier. I'm, I don't really like. I'm not a fan of the water, to be honest. Um, <laughs> um Yeah, I, I tried wakeboarding on a cable. Yeah. Okay. Whereabouts? In like uh, Canic Chase. In Florida. No, no, so right by me, there's called Canic Chase, and it's like a, they've got a big lake. Oh, Chase, Chase Water Sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, I know that. That's, that's uh, I wouldn't say right by me, it's 30 minute drive at the speed limit. Um, uh, what was your car? I saw you the other day, you're, you're into your, what's you got? Oh, the Volkswagen Golf. What, what year? It's old, mate. It's like 15 years old. It's a, um. it's a 50. Three plate, I think. I had an '89 Mark One Golf Cabriolet. So no, it's not. So literally, what I've done is, so when I went to America, I, I had a. This is me. I'm going to sound like blowing my own horn. I had an Audi S Line A4 saloon thing. Nice. All the bells and whistles, and I sold it to go to move to America. And when I came back from America, I had no money. So I literally, was like, I had to work and bought the first car I could get, so that I could do more work. So yeah, I just yeah. someone, a friend of the family, sold me this Golf Plus. So it's the bigger version with the bigger roof. Yeah. And then I watched the seats fold down and I was like, that looks flat. Like that's like a bed. So then during lockdown, I literally built a fold out bed. So when the seats go forward, me and the missus can lie down in it. Nice. So I made a ma made a mattress. I've made a kitchen that sits on the parcel shelf. So then we just go traveling in it now. It's <laughs> nice. My, my new company calls it Kia Estate. And I can't wait just to whack the seats down. That was the gayest thing I've ever done. <laughs> that was, woo! Whack them down. Whack them down and just hit the water. <laughs> and then just walk up anywhere, just keep the back open. Gay on a tray or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mate, not on that kind of stick. Um, but what I was, I was going to ask you, um, yeah, so clothing wise, where did it come from? What's the plan? Next step. So it what? came from when I was a big gym head. So, and we I saw you used to. Yeah, yeah. I used to look after myself and being good tether. Like twice a week would train. Uh, twice, twice a week. Just about right now. Twice a day I would train. I competed like Miami Pro. Tried to get on stage and do a bit of yeah <laughs> and yeah photo shoots and all that stuff. Um, it helped build my business. So I was a PT for a bit. Yeah. And that literally came from we were jokingly in the gym and someone was like. So my bench is really bad. And we had, there was three of us that trained and we all knew my bench was bad. And one day I was just went into the gym and was like, I'm going to go for 90 kg. That ain't much, but for me, with my little gay chest, well, sorry, not gay chest, my little poor chest, they were like, what? You're going to do what? I was like, I'm going for the 90. And they were like, I got under the bar and my mate was just like, come on, I dare you. I dare you to pick that up. And it just made me like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like a switch. And then we jokingly just, we just joked around and then it would become a joke and then in the gym and then it was a joke between, I would spread it out towards cheerleading. And I was like, this could have a following behind it because this could be anything, literally business. Uh, that's where the slogan comes from. 
Um, doing, something, doing something you may not have just been able to do and you just going, I dare myself to do it, I dare you to do it. Just yeah, do like it. sport, business, life. Um, and that's how I live my life. Like, just go for it. Like, when I moved to America, it was like, mine I work, but just go for it because I want to try it. So it's um, like, it's like, it's like Nike, just do it, but I dare you, which means you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it, the same slogan as slogan as, as Nike. Um, if someone says, I dare you. Like, yeah, it was just, it was just like to build a, a following of people, like the, the dare to attitude of like, I dare you, I dare myself, I, let's just go for it. It doesn't be like, I dare you to jump off this and stupid things. Like I get so many random things to go do this, go do that. But like, yeah. I dare you to step, take that leap that could change your life. Yeah, it's not, it's not jackass, it's not I dare you to do this, it's, you know, the biggest stuff in life. Go go and give it a shot, take your next step, take a punt, take a punt, a punt and in the dark. The actual logo, it came up in my head how I wanted it to happen, and I originally hadn't, I hadn't got a clue to do with computers, and I the only way I could send it to my friend was, I drew it on Snapchat, and I <laughs> sent him the logo idea, and he was like, okay, I'll, he was like, okay I'll draw it out for you, he drew it up. And I was like, I don't like it. We changed it. I think my friend was like, the triangle looks like the triangle from Zelda. He's a big gamer. He was like, it looks like, and I was like, well, I can't have that. So that changed. And it just changed, 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 changed. And we got to where we're now. And um, I spent a lot of money on it originally. And then went to America. So I had nothing left to so spend you, what on year, it. What year did, did it look? Is it, is it a limited company? Like, is it certified you can, you can do what you want with the company? No, not yet. Um, the logo is the logos the, the the main logo is copyrighted, um, but as a company, then no. Um, and basically, I went to America and kind of left it. I just left it on its own. And then when I came back, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it one more shot. And I'm going to go for it. And if by like this time next year, like six months ago, if it's not paying for itself, then forget about it. Um, and I think especially during COVID, that burning desire to have something that I can still work on, even if I'm stuck at home. Yeah. I can't go out and work. Um, it, was, it, was, it was great to have that little quick click. And my problem is I, I need to be creative and I can't, I, I said to them, I said to, said to Alex, my missus, I was like, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to forget it and then forget it. And then about three days later, I'm like, let's raise some money for the BLM campaign. Oh, yeah. and I designed this t-shirt and then was like, oh, I've seen this great cause that's putting it into children's nurseries that are going to fund to help teach kids from a grassroots age. And I was like, well, I could help with that. Boom, I'm gone again. And the company's launched again. And I'm like, I'm like, for God's sake, just stop. Just stop doing it. Um, so is the idea to, is it to, to get into shops? Is it, is it to be a, a well-known brand within a certain clique or sport? Or is it to, like, where's the, where's the, where's the no. progression? I'm bored of gym brands. Okay, there's a lot of If it can be in a gym brand, I'm happy with that. If, if people in the gym wear it, I'm cool with that. But I've always been into skateboarding, motocross, BMXing, extreme sports, and the same sort of thing, having that dare to attitude of pursuing a career in it or just pursuing yeah. a hobby in it. Um, so I'd like to get it into the extreme sports, but also down like an adventure route. So people who like to go walking, climbing mountains, like you, I saw you rock snowed in the other week. Um, yeah. So I'd like to bring out like a, um, an adventure range. So like um, 
the like the type of walking shorts or walking trousers yeah. and waterproof jacket and i wanted to go just down that route of coming away yeah. from this the gym. Down, down route is different yeah 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 there's your new slogan yeah i dare you to take the route of different oh, oh wow i'm not allowed oh, to now yeah. i'm not allowed to now because yeah. Actually, yeah, you said you 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 uh you said yes to whatever goes on here is mine. Yeah. It's mine. Done. <laughs> you sign something. Any slogan said during this? I need fifty percent. Need to keep uh, keep on to it. <laughs> so the sort of the, the marketing side of what you're doing now is very most cross led. The next, what? Where are you going to get the base from? Is it is it just to hammer? So, I mean, social media is a free marketing platform for anyone these days. Um, but I suppose, it, it, is it targeting specific influences for you to, they're, they're going to share it, you know, you've got to send free stuff to them or pay them to say, oh, this is the brand I'm working with? So, yeah, I, I would, everyone's mentioned that and I'd like to get into stuff like that, but I've been subject to that in the past and lost out. I really? Passing a lot of things out and getting nothing back. Yeah, cool. And wouldn't you burn a bridge with me, I'm a bit... Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna do this on my own type of thing. Like you've been incredible. Um, I'm saying I can't wait to get you on board and like you, you, you just want to help. Yeah. And that's what. That's what. That's what I'm like. If someone says to me, Sam, can you come and do this? Yeah, cool. Sam, can you drive mm-hmm. to the other side of the country to help me with this? Yeah, cool. I'll help as long as that helps you. Um, and and when I see people, because I've been, people have done stuff to me in the in the past. When, I, when people like you come along, it's like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, um, I, keep, sure, I keep getting told to go to influencers and do this and do that. And maybe in the future, that's where it's at. But at the moment, as long as I can pay for the website every year, that's my plan. I have no massive plans. Um, but as long as I can pay for the website every year, we'll say that, then I'm cool and I'll keep drumming it every day. My main thing is once this COVID-19 does one, I want to get into events. So yeah. I want to I want to have a gazebo shop stand, go and enjoy some events because I would enjoy that motocross, BMX, wakeboarding. Yeah, out the front, catch people. Hey guys, do you want to come talk about your business? Something you're passionate about? And then and then stuff like that as well. I could then uh, to then give T-shirts for the event because the event have let me come to them. Or even if I had to pay, I'd rather go that way and give it someone who's on a young lad who's just won something. He gets a T-shirt because he's won it. Blah blah blah. And try and yeah. go that way through it than just passing someone because they've got thousands of followers. Um, There's no real passion for it. The only reason they're doing it is, well, any, every influence on Instagram. So obviously in the booze world, it's, it's all about that. Oh, 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 like all the Essex lot. Oh, we're doing this. This is Herbalife. And then people fall for it. There's no passion behind that. It's because there's a check behind it. Don't get but me excited about Herbalife. <laughs> oh. that's a a pod, that's a pod, that is a podcast on its own. That, that's our next one. Yeah, let's get, we'll go in about Essex people and Herbalife. Oh, there's a guy so, I live with, and he saw, not live with, he lives in my block, and he saw me get a tennis racket out of back in the day. He was like, do you play tennis? And I was like, I really sarcastically said, no, I just keep the tennis racket in my boots for laugh. And he was like, well, there's no need to be rude, is there? I was like, well, clearly I'm joking. I was like, clearly I play tennis. And then all he's done is basically try and groom me to be Herbalife. He's like, oh, you know, you've lost your job. Um, you're too young to realise there's no security job. I can do this, I can do that. I said, okay, but I will never sell Herbalife. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I said to him, I was like, mate, you're pissing up the wrong tree. I was like, never in a million years am I going to try and sell 
five fruits in one shot when I should be telling people to go and have five fruits and go to do exercise. Amen, brother. Cheers, yeah. cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, brother. Um, oh, I've got these ab belts. Or go and tell someone to do 50 push-ups. Yeah, you can be like Cristiano Ronaldo and sell your life to it. Yeah, I love that bloke. That's the one thing I hate that he's done. Sold his soul to that ab belt. Herbalife and that. Oh yeah, and Herbalife. Oh my god. Herbalife. That is a, it's, I like Cristiano Ronaldo just died inside me. Oh my yeah. god, he's just died. I can't. I'm done. He just cut out my ass, and I'm never gonna see him again. <laughs> yeah, I'm done now. I don't. I'm not gonna watch him. If he comes on, I'm gonna turn him off. Turn him off on the TV. Yeah, but yeah, he's Herbalife, he is our belt. It's just like, you you know, he's one of the best paid, well, he's a billionaire, he's an athlete, and he's got the cheek to fool himself, but, but everyone's got their price. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's, that's, the, that's the thing is, even if you are a multimillionaire, you don't know their multimillion companies, you don't know what they've offered him, and an extra mil on top of your wage, why not? Like, yeah, to put an Instagram post up going, mm. Yeah, it works. It works. Or turn up to a video shoot for a bit and get paid for me for the video shoot as well. Yeah. So, you, know. go on. you said about the booze industry. Um, mm. How did you go from wakeboarding, like a sport or a very athletic sport, into wanting to be in the booze industry? And did that come before sports MCing? Nah, so my cousin uh, was the reason I got into wakeboarding originally. So I used to live in Frimley. These are all just going to be names to you. This is so southern. Um, and he was like, oh, I've just, he cut from a very different costume. He was like, oh, I've just been wakeboarding in Mitchett. I was like, it's Mitchett. Um, <laughs> and then I went down there and I used to get dropped down there at half six in the morning and spend all day there, just sat in the boat, learning about sport, doing any little jobs that I could. You know, people, you got little kids come pissing the wetsuits, you have to clean the wetsuits. It was the only way I could ride. My dad couldn't afford to. You know, you've got these kids coming down, they're doing 10 sets a week at 28 quid a pop. And I, I was lucky to maybe ride once or twice a week. So I worked those and then... It's a good story though. It's a good story of like... Yeah, like mate, I, I fell in love with the sport and I was like, I'm not just going to sit around and not do it. So I was just like, look, I'll do whatever you want. I was just doing the worst jobs, you know, picking fucking dead swans out of reeds and wrap their necks in a load of fishing wire. But it's the only way I could ride. Oh, so, if only that had like a big like, and then I became world champion at the end of it. Your story would be like movie worthy. Yes, it'd be very <laughs> sort of Rocket Man and or Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, more Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> you, yeah. Slightly special bloke, reasonably good at sport. Kind of makes it. And, and Hugh Jackman. <laughs> kind of makes it. Yeah, um, and then as I was growing up, my my cousin was was sort of quite a big name on the scene, he'd been wakeboarding for a while. And then my now co-stars are Matt Crowhurst, who you mentioned his name in extreme sports, everyone knows who he is. Um, so then I started to get into it. I'd start to do more local competitions, just like 20, 30 people. And then Wakeboard UK approached me when I was 17. We're like, do you want to come and present at the UK Wakeboard Nationals? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, look, I don't need money at this stage. I just want to get the experience. I want to get my, you know, the wakeboard community is very small. And then sort of started building from there. Um, and then, yeah, my last gig was in front of four and a half thousand people at Wembley Stadium at the motocross event. And I'm not done motocross. I don't, I can ride, but I don't know what the tricks are. But I was just there to G up the crowd. Mate, walking out in front of four and a half thousand people with the pyrotechnics and the lights and everything. I was like, 
this is class and what I charged for a day rate <laughs> from charging nothing 10 years ago to what I was doing here. But I was just class running up on this huge ramp. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Yeah, what a buzz, man. What a oh, buzz. But and did you, as a, as a kid, was you, was you like that? Like, was you loud? Was you, because that's got to take yeah, it's a special it's, type of person to be able to do that. Like, yeah, I've always, I've always, I've always been into drama. I've always been. In, my brother's a professional actor. He's in Only Fools and Horses the musical. Oh, nice. Um, in the West End, but I've always been like you, like you. Like, if you want to talk, let's just sit down and talk. It doesn't matter what it is. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know the stories that they're going to tell you that can influence you. And I've, I've always had that. And I've, you know, a lot of it. But very quickly, my confidence can be seen as arrogance. And it's that fine line of, I do this because I fucking love it, not because I know I'm good at it. That's how yeah, arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I absolutely love it. Like, my whole, I've done Blue Peter, uh, done The X Factor, auditioned for Big Brother. And it's not a chase for fame. It's, I think I'd be good in people's eyes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I've, well, you're pretty good in front of the camera. You're in front of, like, you talk well. You've got to talk well. You're an MC, for God's sake. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what I mean it's like I'm confident but as soon as you put me in front of someone or I couldn't rock out and speak at Wembley like it's got to take a special kind of person to be able to do that like yeah but it's like knowing not to rush your work like mate, I was absolutely bricking it I've gone the most people have ever done anything for me is like 300 and then not only that I've got people doing flips on motorbikes over me so like, <laughs> And they land, then you scream, and then next up, then you say the names as they're literally going over your head. And I was like, and then on the Monday, I've got to wake up and go and sell champagne again. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Main thing like, is, before we dip into the alcohol side, do you change your voice to be an MC? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. from, from Mr. Williams, who sells champagne on a Monday, Tuesday, to ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's scream. That's it. The, the moment I knew I made it is when I had my own changing room with my name on. Sorry, dressing room. Oh. And then I had a rider. I had two bottles of Jack Daniels and those boogers. I was like, this is class. But then it's not class because you just sat on your own, drinking on your own, looking at mirror with loads of torches around you. Do you not take a, do you not take a team with you, a squad? Uh, well, my Matty was in the room next door. And then we had all the monster girls there as well, which was terrible. <laughs> yes, that's not good. Um, have loads of girls around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol. So yeah, the, how did you get into the alcohol industry? Uh, so I initially I went to university to be a, a PE teacher, and that was my dream. And then I just didn't like uni, and so I was a special needs teacher for two and a half years oh, with kids with autism, learning difficulties, um, behaviour difficulties, which I grew up having with ADHD. I mean, I was 21, I was just, I got the kids, they, they, they wouldn't fucking swear at me, they wouldn't fucking be rude to me, because I'd just be like, cool, you've lost your chance with me, I you've lost it, you want me to work with you and, and be your friend, treat me like your friend, um, and then, yeah, I just, I, I thought, this is great, but the teacher's salary wasn't something that I could maintain, started working for Red Bull, literally selling cans to corner shops at £1.20, that was it, then I went to Australia for three years, came back, started working for Copperberg Cider, which was great. And then, yeah, got head hunted for the Moet and career sort of went from there to selling. Is that, 
is that the same sort of thing as presenting or is it more sales? Um, is it... it was sales, but you know, a lot of my job was going to host big sales events or, or doing stand up, not stand up probably, you know, <laughs> should do. Um, <laughs> um, but going up and, and, and talking about wines and, and, and talking people through tasting notes at dinners. But again, it's that element of confidence that you have to be able to have to go into a room full of people you don't know and make them believe what you're saying. Because that's what MC is. Oh, he's done that trick. If you didn't know, you have to believe me because you think that I know. <laughs> yeah, just fake it until you make it. Fake it until you make it. Right. <laughs> so how was the um, alcohol industry hit due to COVID? Because obviously a lot of things were hit, but all I did was for the first three months is we, we, we worked in the garden and we drank every day. Every, every day. Um, the whole industry is different. We, I was in London today and, you know, you walk around and you see places just shut. Chiquitos, Las Iguanas, Coluccios, that have all had to shut the majority of their sites down. But where people aren't going out, weren't going out for five months because they couldn't, people were drinking at home and they were drinking a better product because they didn't have to go out and spend the money. So champagne maintained. Um, like I've never drunk more during lockdown. You don't have to pay to go out in the pubs. You can drink at home, drive, you know, buy a case of Peroni for 12 quid instead yeah, of going to a Yeah, that was something fascinating that you said when we were talking before is that people have, how did you word it? People have... People are, going, people are upselling themselves. People are drinking better. People are paying more and drinking less. Because on Instagram, you know, when was the last time we went to Weatherspoons and had 10 pints? You don't. You go to a nice cocktail bar, take a photo of it, put it on Instagram because you want your mates to perceive all oh, he's doing right, he's drinking there. And that's unfortunately the drinks industry. People are drinking that's, nice Bro, that's that's life. That's life. That's life, isn't it? You know life. Oh, I've got this big fast car that I pay monthly for because <laughs> yeah, I'm skin I'm skin and I wipe my ass with sandpaper, but here's my fucking M4. Yeah, here's nah. my car, yeah. Or yeah, I, yeah. I, or my house my house is a one bedroomed apartment and but I've got a really nice car. It's like when I watch Car on a watch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've just started doing Forex, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, it's. So, do you think, due to COVID, has it gone the other way? Um, beer sales. Because you, can't, you but, can't upsell yourself when you're drinking from home as such. So, if you're in a bar or club, you're going to be spending 100 quid on a bottle of champagne. But if you buy it from Tesco, you can buy it for 25 quid. So, people have been buying stuff and making mate, my my job during lockdown when i was working for moat was to go online and tell people how to make cocktails with our with our brands with champagnes with belvedere with whiskeys you know growing up now you know i'm almost 30 i wouldn't drink a jack daniels you know i've, I've got a more developed palate you, you drink a nicer whiskey yeah yeah and it's just the one thing i'm, I'm so passionate about is educating people about alcohol people go vodka they think ooh. It's so broad. You've got Belvedere, Absolute, uh, Grey Goose, Smirnoff, Glens that you probably used to drink and have it in a hip flask when you're 12 years old. So it does... Oh, there we go. Getting topped up again. Matt, I need a missus like yours. Yes, I did. I did like it. <laughs> mine, just, mine just disappears on a night out for cocktails. Yeah, um, we London. We went for a little cycle around London, but the weather just went... We're like, let's just get home. Oh, it's been the same here. The weather has been the same here. You One minute it's 19 degrees, 20 degrees. 
the next minute, hammering it down. Yeah, um, uh, funny you say that. I've got a good joke earlier. You got this. Um, where is it? There you go. Uh, a young lad goes to Ibiza on holiday. He texts his mate saying, weather here is just like your mother, 38 and fucking hot. His mate texts back, weather here is just like your sister, 18 and soaking wet. Brunch. <laughs> Daniel me. So the podcast definitely just went from, <laughs> from the, uh, oh, okay. yeah, I'm teetering yeah. a little bit, definitely to adults. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I dare you to not give back to the other 16 year olds. This was meant to be a test there and it's gone literally straight up to adult up here. <laughs> Plus 18s only. Um, so you were saying about the um, the alcohol with uh, like people aren't, they're just, oh, well, oh, I hate vodka and they won't test into it. Can you, you say you like to educate people, let's have a quick lesson if you, if you, if you can. Um, on like what, 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 if I'm, so I'm a whiskey drinker, what would you educate me on to, uh, to my palate so and to try in and to... Champagne is my main thing. Obviously, whiskey's got its it size, but whiskey, even to the point where if I drank whiskey, I would know if it's been oaked or unoaked. So if it's come from cast steel or cast iron, or... or so Jack Daniels is always put in a bourbon cask. So that comes from an oak tree. It's burnt on the inside for seven hours, really slowly, and then that's where it gets the smokiness from. Ardbeg, which is another whiskey, which is very peaty, which means overly smoky, is put in a 21-hour burnt um, barrel. So it's just, it's the amount of stuff that happens in the sort of rye that they use, or the grain. Or... Jump on that. They actually burn the barrel with the whiskey. They burn the inside of the barrel. They burn the inside of the barrel. And then drop the whiskey in. And then drop the whiskey in. How do they burn it? Fire inside or just fire inside? Yeah, and some it's just like a like a like a furnace. And, go, and then when they put it in, that's what expands the wood into the rings, into the rings. And then to make the gentleman jacks, they then use burnt Jack Daniel's casks to then use the fire to put in the new casks, the gentleman jacks. So double is three times used wood and and char that's ah. what's like it. and that's why it's more expensive yeah that's why it looks nice how do they so i'm i like, I like i'm a bourbon drinker mm -hmm. i drink i like um uh buffalo trace yeah nice monkey shoulder yeah from from america and then i loved it when i was like i'm not gonna have to get it when i get home i didn't really drink whiskey i literally some 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 american dude was like this is how we drink it he smashed the ice to the top of the glass and he just filled it, and it's like we just sit that all night. And I was like, "What? Well, just straight up whiskey?" Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, that's how we're doing it. I'm gonna learn while I'm out here. Why not give it a go?" Um, and I actually liked it. And I, I can't, I don't mix it now. I can't mix it with anything. It ruins but it. That's what I hate. Like one thing for the alcohol industry that I despise is, well, out of London, if you were to go to a night, if you were to go to Birmingham now and you could go to Stories, for instance, you're gonna spend 150 quid in a bottle of Belvedere, and they're gonna mix it with coke out of tap that annoys me if i'm spending 100 i want the best kind of mixer because otherwise you may as well just be drinking anything so what would you say is the best mixer to mix with whiskey if i was gonna mix it if you if you had to mix it if i had to i won't do because i get told, it, i get i get told off by some people for putting ice in it so yeah but again if you're having an old-fashioned twist the lemon it's 
bit bit of sugar syrup at the bottom, an old fashioned, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when I go when I when I go to Birmingham, an old fashioned is the way I go if I have. Is that a cocktail? Is that class a cocktail? Mm, it's a it's a spirit drink. That's what I'd class it as. But I'd, there, there's a very very good Coca Cola brand called Sentiments, and that's the like you got Coke, Pepsi, and then that's up there. People What's it called? Fentimans. Fentimans. Or Hartridge's drinks. Like, it's Coke, but just on another level. Yeah. Not that kind of Coke, but like a good Coke. <laughs> I think if you, bang that, if you bang that with whiskey, whatever, it's going to taste good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. No. Um, yeah, no, the, the industry, it, it's coming back. Obviously, all the social differences parties are, are sort of starting again, which is good. Um, yeah, obviously, I've just taken the leap to, to move and, and go back into sort of the bar world. The luxury market's good, but it's dead. Hotels are struggling to open because the social areas aren't open. Um, people aren't drinking out. People are going out, eat out. What's it called? Eat out, save out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Tuesdays. But then again, people try to spend as minimum as they can. So people aren't going, the drinks are the same price. And realistically, that's what puts a bill up at the end of the meal, isn't it? You go, cool, the food's £8.70 because I've had two, but I've had five pints, so it's 38 quid. Yeah, my missus hates it because I always drink loads. <laughs> but you, you don't realise, look, £6.40 for a pint today in London. I was like... £6.40? 40 And it wasn't even a pint, it was on the fucking... It was a bottle, it was a bottle of Pronia Piccolinos in... Oh, Pichu my Pichu. God. That's a how, how can they even justify that that was one pound fifty in sainsbury's and that's a double size boss think how much they're paying the amount of profit they're getting from that but they have to do it because they haven't been making any money for the last six months that's 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 the way the world's going it's like house prices we're in a recession we just had covid and they're still going up and it's like what when are they gonna come down like, when are they gonna drop endless um I see. I know you live towards London, so I'm not going to talk how prices because that'll annoy you because ours are so much lower in the West Midlands. But <laughs> dude, like the flat I was looking at buying was a two bed small house, two ninety, and it was pokey. <laughs> yeah, we 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 we're just about to buy a, a free bed for two seventy <sighs> with a garage, <laughs> with a drive, <laughs> brand new, <laughs> brand new, <laughs> yeah, house. <laughs> where where would you class as? Up north, like I, I say, anywhere north of Milton Keynes is north. I'd say that's north. <laughs> <laughs> my parents live, my parents live in Milton Keynes, and I'd be like, anywhere up there, you start to get an accent. No, <laughs> no. So like north to me is if we were going like right down the country, up the country, down the country. Well, north up. <laughs> yeah, up the country. I get it wrong. My missus, I'll say, and she'll say, "You mean you're going up." Um, I'd say like York, I'd say like Yorkshire way. Oh, proper north. Wow, yeah, because like, we're in the middle, so. That's you know I mean? It's like we know we know that we we're going we're going to to the north or we're coming to the south. Do you know what I mean? No, you're right. You're slap bang. You're right in the middle of the compass. Whereas you just get to Birmingham, and we have about twenty accents, and you're like, I'm give up with the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've got about 20 different accents around here um what we say about alex uh, what does she do she's a nurse so she is a uh chemo chemotherapy nurse okay in, in hospital yeah, yeah yeah so sonny hospital uh, hospital she um 
yeah, she delivers chemo to, <laughs> to cancer patients um, and looks after them, palliative and non-palliative. Uh, and what, what were you doing for Covard? I was a full-time cheer coach and fitness oh. PT. And then now um, warehousing. As I do, briefly. Yeah, now, yeah, now I'm, now I'm DP and yeah, DPD and um, DP and I'm not DP and I'm DPD and uh, yeah, I was P, PT was like a hobby. I was enjoying it because I was only having a few clients that I wanted, did it when I wanted, and just looked after the people that I wanted to look after. And cheer since came of America had just taken off, and I was teaching, so I'm an educator. So I'm qualified level one and six and I could like teach, I could give you your qualifications to be a mm -hmm. cheer coach. Um, so I was doing that near enough every weekend. And then if I wasn't doing that, I was flying to different parts of the country to teach other teams mm -hmm. or get them ready for their competition. Or I was working with my program in the Midlands where I'm a coach for a big program in Coventry. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, cheer, I'd done what I planned to do and cheer was my life and i was living life it was perfect and then covid oh. just said i'll take that from underneath you mate <laughs> i suppose it's, it's a very physical sport it's hands on it's touching people we still, we still we've gone back but it's just fitness instructing now because we can't yeah. we still can't go contact we still can't do anything well, there's rugby at the moment you can just you have to just touch someone we can't even get that close we still have to keep our two meters in the gym Mad look. um yeah oh. and then uh that yeah, that all went tits up, and we'd already got this the, the plan of buying a house. So I had to get a job. So yeah, I was like, whatever DPD will do, and ended up working nights at DPD and stacking boxes. But I just class it as fitness, like eight hours of cardio. It's cardio. <laughs> yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw I saw I wore a t-shirt and a snapback, but the snapbacks have so, literally I bought them all in and they sold out. How many? How just out of curiosity, like, how many did you say sold out? How many did you buy in? Like, what's the the, the following I bought thought. 10 snapbacks in they went out okay sweet um when I did the relaunch um we sold uh we've sold about 25 products nice. in the last couple of weeks just timing um, it when people got a bit of money people going out again yeah and people don't trust the brands so people don't buy because they don't trust it so I, I guarantee you it's probably close family and friends circles yeah. there's like one or two that go out to like Manchester or London. Uh, it's not massive, but just going to keep it up for a year and see what happens, really. Thanks for coming on. Uh, no I'll speak to you in the week. Yeah, catch you later, dude. Thanks, dude. Have a good evening. Later, Dan. Bye-bye. That was a different one, guys. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for keeping watching, liking and sharing the Coffee with Sam podcast. I hope um, with the changes that are coming to my YouTube and to my podcast, I do not lose any of you as viewers, and I'm sorry that we are trying to hit a different type of audience. Um, there is no harm meant by any of my content or any of my podcast guests, but times are changing. Thank you for people who are sticking around. Keep sharing. Keep keep the love coming because I love you guys. I love the views and I love people listening to me in their ears. So till next time, this has been the Coffee with Sam podcast episode 21 with a Friday night special. special